Hello, this is Daryl here, sending love as always. Thank you for tuning in. I just want to say, if you like this interview, you can check our website for companion workbooks, action guides, tools, checklists, templates, and show notes with links for everything mentioned on the call. Just visit bestbusinesscoach.ca. That's best, B-E-S-T, businesscoach.ca. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always. And today we are joined by Kate Stillman. Kate founded Yoga Healer in 2001 to bring ancient wisdom to modern humans. Over 20 years, Kate Stillman has helped people with relevance, resilience, rewilding, rewiring, and results to thrive in their bodies and achieve their life goals. Her most recent book, Wild Habits, is a guide to reversing chronic inflammation with habits as popular as intermittent fasting and as edgy as urine therapy. Kate is an evolutionary thought leader, global tribe builder. Her programs for life and small business coaching empower wellness professionals to a more lucrative career. And I've asked her to join us here today to discuss habits, fundamentals of business and health. So Kate, thank you so much for joining us. I've been so chatty. I'm probably glad we finally hit record. How are you doing? Great, Daryl. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, it's great to have you here. And I'm really excited to get into some of this, but I want to ask, before we get into kind of any of the business stuff and that, like, how did you get started? Like, do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? How did you end up, why aren't you an accountant? Yeah, right. Why didn't I do what people told me to do? I, I woke up to, I would say, mission-based work pretty early where I, in high school, really got a, a sense of, you know, one planet, one species and some of the bigger mm. issues that you know, where the, our ecosystems and our, you know, and our counter animal parts and our humans are up against here on planet earth. And, and so I went into global environmental politics and policy and international politics and policy to look at global issues from a young age. So in high school, I started an organization called Students Concerned About Tomorrow. And I learned that actually you can make a difference. Uh, and that really changed, I think, how I saw the world and saw my life and put me more in the seat of the creator. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, in terms of entrepreneurship, my dad was a, he was a company guy, but my, my grandfather on my Jewish side, he was off the boat from Russia and started a bar in Brooklyn. So there's definitely some go get them entrepreneurial, you know, wherewithal somewhere okay. in my blood as well. I love it. I love it. So then how did you fall into the journey of being self-employed yourself? Well, when I left global environmental politics to help humans become more conscious, I went into the studies of Ayurveda and yoga. And there's not really jobs. In holistic medicine, there's really very few jobs. Right. Right. It's not like graduating from college with a marketing degree and being like, I'm going to go get a job in marketing. Like when you graduate as a healer, there's no one that's out there looking like healers wanted in the want ads and will pay a respectable salary. And right. I came from a fairly affluent background. I had, was very educated and, you know, my friends went to Harvard business school and Harvard law school and Columbia, blah, 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 you know, right? Like that was sort of the track. So, and I wasn't sure. really wanting to live the life of a broke yoga teacher as I saw being done left, right, and center. And I have a natural, you know, people had always told me that I respected, like, ooh, you have a head for business. You know, I'd hear those things. You know, I think anyone who asks people about money and tries to figure out how business works and the world works often will get a similar response of like, oh, you have a head for business. And that was me. Like, I really wanted to understand how 
how money worked, how impact worked and the connection mm. between finance and impact. And so, you know, all those things together made me a successful entrepreneur, I think. Right. Okay. And so what were some of the challenges that you faced in getting to where you are now? I mean, you've been doing this for 20 years, so it's yeah. like 20 year overnight success type thing. Like what, what are some yeah. of, you know, looking back, right. were there skills that you developed on your journey, your path? Like first I had to learn this and then I learned that looking back that, you know, kind of break through each level. Yeah. I mean, actually when I look back and, and I recently heard Jordan Peterson emphasize, or I've heard a number of times, maybe in the last five years, him emphasize the teaching on like being able to write well. Mm-hmm. And I keep like with those, this last book I wrote, Wild Habits, I learned a lot of those, I would say pernicious, pernicious, pernicious skills in college. Mm-hmm. Because I went to a tough school and we had to write, like the passing the writing requirement, like all these kids, like I played soccer in college and two thirds of the soccer team were valedictorians of their high school. It wasn't like a, wow. wasn't the best soccer team, but man, they were smart, yeah. right? And so it was a tough school, but for us to get through the writing requirement at this college was actually really hard. Mm. And we learned how to write. And to me, that absolutely has served me as an entrepreneur, like really Mm. being able to write and communicate and then to be able to research. So my first few books taught me how to write a book. This last book really pulled in the, you know, how research and writing improves your thinking. Mm. And as a thought leader, my ability to lead a community into, and I use that every day, like the research I'm doing, I'm able to translate into usable, life-changing material for our coaching courses. Mm, mm, so mm. that that was huge so reading writing research i would say you know the other things of like yeah you have to learn i mean with my healing skills like i had to get a, get good at what i did so the modality part of the business of yeah. yoga healer and yoga health coaching and and i want to pause yeah. it for the listeners just to say that that's a default right like a lot of people think that is the business they like work for someone and they feel like oh i'm the one that's doing the thing why don't i get all the money but that's like you, you know, you, especially in today's transparent world, you, you have to relentlessly focus on being good at what you do and getting results for people because the world's too connected, too transparent for you to sell snake oil or empty boxes to people. Like it's just the default. So I like how you just put that because, you know, I don't want people to think sometimes we talk a lot about marketing and sales and that we talk about teamwork and paid ads and that a lot on the show. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a given that you have to be good at what you do because otherwise your competitors will eat your lunch, you know, and that's, I just want to put that out. Or would you agree with that thought? You know, that, because I've had, I have other people that I know that kind of feel like, no, the marketing's all, all it is, but I mean, I don't, they're not really around anymore. So (laughs) yeah, you don't have repeat customers. Right. And so then you're constantly needing to just be good at marketing. And at one point, I think, I mean, because I've been at this for 20 years, so I've gone through a lot of cycles. And at one point our marketing was better than our deliverables and that I really learned the hard way of like, cause I got weak in operations, you know, at mm-hmm. some point in the process, we were weaker in operations and that had everything to do with our team building and with, mm-hmm. you know, work instructions and, and, and SOPs or the processes behind the business were all mm-hmm. weak. And so we were leveraging through marketing, which looks really good for revenue, but man, you run into problems just like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it can be a tsunami. And they used to call that the Oprah effect. So Oprah, when she in her heyday would kill businesses because she'd stop at some bakery and love them and mention them on her show and they would get slammed with orders. And the fact that they couldn't keep up the negative reviews would pile up and it's a digital tattoo. 
So it would, so they actually had a team that would go in and audit businesses before they could be mentioned or featured on Oprah yeah, because smart. of that. Yeah. That's so, so. smart. So, okay. Yeah, so so getting, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Keep going. That's what I was going to do. So, yeah. So reading, writing research, and then getting good, getting, becoming a good healer. And that really led to a breakthrough for me of, of understanding and now I would say chronic inflammation, but in, in the tie of that to circadian rhythm habits and what really needed to happen with healers, like what, what really needed to be the core of our work. And a huge breakthrough in that was realizing that when I would lead a group through a detox, and that was really the first time I learned it, and later it was through a course, any type of course really that we offer, that any individual in that group would transform faster go further and have more fun than anyone I was working with one-on-one. -on -one. And so then I had to figure out why, like, why was that true? And that really brought me into another, I would say modality or another breakthrough around dynamic groups and, and understanding how to, to leverage dynamic groups. Mm, that's fantastic. That's a good one. Cause it's community building, right? I love it. It's community building. And it's also, yeah, absolutely. It's an understanding that our habits aren't our own and our progress, you know, it's like the whole, the people that you're surrounded by, but in the health and wellness space, we work with habits primarily because it's, it's habits that get people into trouble, you know, diet right. and lifestyle habits that get people into trouble. Right. I would um, argue business too. I think business, that's yeah. the same. Yeah. 100%. Right. And that goes into culture and business too. It's like, what's the culture of the business. And if you have people in your business that are in a culture's fit, it works against you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause all, all the business is, is a group of people that solve the pain of another group of people and they do it with a product or service. So you've got the community of the clients and customers that you've got, you've got the community of your team and your staff, you know, you've got the, it's all community dynamics. So I just love that you talked about the group part. Cause that's such an important part. And a lot of people forget that they just want money to fly out of their computer and they can sit on the beach and drink martinis and, like I've done that and it, it gets old fast. It gets really old fast, you know, and having a bunch of zeros in your bank account feels good. You know, it feels good. I'm not going to lie, but uh, it doesn't do anything for you. You still like it. You would be so surprised people listening here, anyone that's starting out or struggling or not quite where they want to be. You'd be so surprised people that you probably look up to that are frustrated because they still have this sense that I could do more because they've accomplished it. They feel good about it for a time, but you can only sit there for like, how long, how long could you sit there? And you know what I mean? Before you're kind of like, I should be doing something else, something more like I've got a gift and, and you, it's, it's just, there's no summit to this mountain. There's just mm -hmm. none. That's it's just, just goes up and up and up and up and up. What would you recommend to someone that maybe is starting out or struggling right now? Focus on what's working, like get really clear on what's working and Hmm. And then focus on how easy it can be to make that keep working. So I like to leverage what's working. Yep. To me, yeah. it's like in a company SWAT when you're working on strategy and it's like, what's the strengths, weaknesses, opportunity, and threats. It's like, I always want to marry something to a strength for in the initial phases of small business. So when I was really starting out building yoga healer, cause it, I, I had a big you know, I, I knew I wanted to make a big impact, but where the money is for healers is in the, is the affluent market, right? Working for rich people. And there's a lot of money in that. And, yeah. and that's good for time and leverage, which I knew I needed in order to build an impactful company, an impactful organization. I also lived rurally. So I was up against that. Like 
I, I yeah, was highly you, digital yeah. early on, but like still that I had to go to more affluent communities in order mm. to get paid. So the sort of the, you know, like the breaking away of that, I had to really leverage like what was working and what was working is like I could help people deeply transform their health in a short period of time. But what was also working was leveraging affluent clients as I built my business. Mm-hmm. So again, marrying is a weakness in terms of, I don't have all the time and money in the world to, to build my global online community yeah. with a strength of like, I have rich clients who freaking love me and will fly me around and pay me a lot of money. That, and it doesn't take all my time. Yeah. So I was able to do those two things initially and that got it going. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's Elon Musk did that too. Before he built the Model 3, he built a really expensive <clears throat> roadster and sold it to all of his rich friends. And that's the way it should be developed. And honestly, that's even how I got started when I left the other, when I was doing martial arts and I got into business coaching because I was getting, I had a bunch of friends that were getting results. And I, you know, some people were like, oh, you should do a book and this. I went high end. I said, no, I want a group of five people paying me obscene amounts of money every month to take time and tension away from what I'm doing that's working and paying me. And out of that, I'll create the material to build the ladder up to that program. And that's almost like, sounds like you did. You had a high yeah. tier program and then you figured out how to do it. You had so much margin that you had room to play with. And then you built out this ladder down to, and now like Elon's got whatever he's, I think he's got like a $30,000 yeah. coming out now. And it's exactly what it is. I mean, you look at the, dot, how well are we able to talk? The dot-com boom, there was stupid money being thrown around and they, drove boats around the planet with cables on them to connect to wire the world like you know people don't think about that but when you talk to someone on a different continent you go through the ocean like i know it's the internet but it's not I and mean, elon's got satellites now but you are attached by a wire somehow from your house all the way to them there's no wirelessness the only wirelessness is your router that's it the rest of it is wired so <laughs> you know so Crazy. lay the groundwork. Yeah. <laughs> <That's what I'm... laughs> so anyway, sorry, I, I was on a bit of a soapbox there. So group dynamics, I love that. Can we dive into group dynamics a little bit? Can you speak to that? What are group dynamics? Yeah, so again, like as a, again, on my, in terms of company strategy and growth, like this shows up as a strength for us now. In the beginning, it was an opportunity. And it's still an opportunity, but it's one we've built into a strength. So community of belonging and becoming is it's part of our core methodology, but it's also a strategy that we build, you know, we basically build smart goals around leveraging that. So dynamic groups, a few things about dynamic groups, dynamic groups access and leverage collaborative intelligence. And that's really different than a lot of the ways that we've been educated. And maybe for some of the business owners here, it's maybe different than the way you lead your team. So there's specific structures that activate collaborative intelligence. So how do you activate all the intelligence in the room to its potential? That's always the, that's always the question with collaborative intelligence is like, if, if someone's sitting there silently because maybe Mm -hmm. their personality is more introverted and maybe they're a slower processor, they may have the keys to the kingdom and you never even, you know, some dominant loudmouth sales guys like hogging the floor the whole time. And that steers the direction of the company instead. Right. 
Yeah. So we practice this in our, actually with our members. So we use different tools. One tool is called Liberating Structures. It's, there's a website, liberatingstructures.com. It's all free. All the structures are free. There's some really crappy YouTube videos on how to do that. And there's also some really great live meetups where people who use Liberating Structures are, are teaching these things. But I, I was sort of, when I realized how much dynamic groups were a part of our strategy because our members got to results so much faster, it didn't mean it didn't matter if we were working with someone on their health or working them on their life purpose or their deeper goals or working with a wellness pro on their career and their revenue. Dynamic groups were just like, oh my gosh, this is the magic oh. sauce. And so I started to pay attention to that and I did a lot of research and found that the Worldwide Association of Action Learning, which was more or less working with businesses, was collaborating with some design thinkers. This was maybe 20 years ago, and they developed these structures. And there's maybe 20 of them. And a lot of them are just small group exercises, but the way you do them, you use timers so everyone has equal floor time. They all move around a very specific question, a problem that you're trying to solve, or a question that really activates depth and meaning so that you're never, it's never not important the conversation. And we use these in our courses, so we'll do, we'll host them online, but we also do them as a team in our company. Mm. Like whenever we're trying to solve a problem and we've got a group together, like we pull out a structure. I love or it. Or a design thinking structure. We don't try to it. brainstorm. We don't try to talk our way through it. I love <clears> it. In the traditional sense. Right. Well, I mean, if you had to reinvent the wheel every time you wanted to drive somewhere, it'd take you a long time. So yeah. just, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. So what are some of the greatest mistakes you see your clients and other entrepreneurs making? <clears throat> I would say, I mean, if I look at the wellness pros we work with, and that's a, it's a big part of our business is we help wellness pros with a, a very simple and effective and lucrative business model, get their clients to results a lot faster. So it doesn't matter if they're like a, they're coming to us from a background as say like a nurse who's over just handing out drugs or a yoga teacher who's over driving around town and teaching seven yoga classes a week. And the transition into a different career model, often they don't have a process-driven sales or enrollment cycle. And, they, and that is if they, if I'm already assuming they have a product. So the first problem is they don't have a product that, or service that leads to results. So that's the first thing we do is like package. Package pricing, even if it's their best guess of like, this is what a person would need to do to have the kind of transformational journey that they need to do in order to thrive, in some cases, in order to heal. So we get them often lengthening their service cycle. So we recommend a year, so like for, and we demonstrate everything we do. So I have a Body Thrive course it's for anybody, anyone who wants to like level up circadian rhythm habits, the habits that work for humans, the wild habits. Mm -hmm. It's like, it takes a year. I want people committed to a year for a year because I know mm -hmm. habits take a long time to stabilize. Yeah. Right. So you're going to up level your habits. You're going to make new friends. You're going to develop relationships that are very action oriented, very learning, dynamic group oriented. You're going to get a whole bunch of different skills developed over the year. And I want those skills to stabilize before you're out. Right, 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 right. Right. So we teach them how to package and price based on results. So that's first of all, because in the yeah. healing space, not many people know how to do that. I know that sounds dumb, but it's true. So they're transactional oh, instead of transformational. It's so smart because you're like, people aren't buying, they're not buying the yoga class. People like, I hate the gym. I don't like working out. I would prefer to do something else than work out twice a day. I really yeah. would. 
but I want the results. So I do it. And that's like yeah. what you're saying is they're trying to buy and we live in a physical world. I know there's other things we could talk about, but there's still like a physics based reality that we live in. And some of that requires, like you said, like consistency with discipline, you know, in order to achieve results, like things have to happen for periods of time. I can't plant the seed, be like, it's, it's a tomato plant and look, and it's going to be like, there's a reality that it requires time and, and nurturing and, and natural processes need to flow. So you're like, what is the result we can get people? Because as long as we can commit and get those results, you know, you don't have a business if you aren't doing that. You know, you really don't. You need to go find someone that knows how to get the results first and learn that skill. And then you can go and figure out how to make a business around that. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to, but okay. No, it's good. Yeah. So, I just love that you're saying that because you, you're so results. I just love the results orientedness of what you're saying. So, yeah. all right. So you have them work on packages and pricing first to get the results. And then it sounds like working on having a process driven sales process. Yeah. So it's like, once you know that, then like, what's the process driven sales? Because most healers particularly are people in the wellness space or people who are shifting from modality to business owner. They don't often, if they want a price to premium and, and drive results to premium, right? They're going to need a better sales process. And I love the book, The Introvert's Edge for this, particularly for my more sensitive entrepreneurs and healer types, because it's like, it really is process driven. So rather than driven by like the typical, like used car guy salesman type personality. And I mean, I love people like Grant Cardone, but like there's a certain percentage of the population that's not gonna respond to a more extroverted mm. type sales personality, right. and especially in the healing space. Like, especially mm. for people who are like, you know, they have an autoimmune disease or they have cancer or they have these weird annoying symptoms that won't quit right. and they're wondering what they can do. They're not gonna respond well to often, I mean, occasionally they will, but often they're not gonna respond well to like a, you know, a pushy type salesperson who just keeps following up. Right. And I'm not saying that's Grant either, because Grant's amazing and I love him. No, but... I, I think what you're saying is that if someone's got like a swollen testicle, there's like tact that has to be included in being like, all right, let's put the testicle on the table now. Like, you can't just be like, <laughs> show me your nuts. Like, what? Whoa, no, what? Nothing's wrong yeah. with my nuts. What are you What are you talking about? I'm I'm fine. Okay, I'm a manly man. Ah. You know, but like if they've yeah. got particular cancer, so like, you know, it's a health issue. And so people, yeah. I, am I right? Let me know. If yeah, I'm well, like, exactly. Yeah. It's a health okay. issue or it's working mm. with a person that really just doesn't respond well to that type of energy. Mm. And so what we, you know, right. So we're in, we're also very much in like the potential, the potential entrepreneur space. So for people that have like an idea and in incubation, but are kind of, you know, nervous about bringing mm. that out into the world where actually yeah. we find they need a lot more nurturing, a lot more encouragement, a lot more like someone else believing in their idea. So how to take a whole sales cycle at boutique pricing and build it into a process oriented experience. So the person's better off for you, whether they buy or not. And they're going to recommend whether they buy or not because they had such a good experience with you in the process. And then, of course, if you're constantly improving the cycle so that the right people do invest with you, then it just works no matter what. I, I know why, but I would like you to speak to the listeners. Why do you keep talking about cycles so much? Like you, you said this, I've been in business 20 years, so I've had a lot of cycles. And then you just <laughs> said it again. I, I have my own opinions about this, but I'd like you to talk about it a bit. 
Why, well, why nature, are you talking about nature that? works in cycles. So my background is in, again, like at first it was in like one planet, right? One people. And then in Ayurveda, the whole healing science is very aware that, that life works in cycles. Even if we look at if we look at crypto right now, like what are the cycles of crypto? Like there's cycles, right? We can clearly see that you breathe in, you breathe out, you go to sleep, you wake up, right? You take a shit and then you don't take a shit for a while. Like everything is in rhythm and everything is in cycles. And the more we can see the smaller stages of the bigger cycles, we can actually start to relax into the rhythm. And right now, because so many people on the planet today have chronic inflammation and chronic inflammation is a result of living against rhythm, mm. right? So we're put, and even our, you know, I would argue that our economic system pushes against rhythm. It's pushing against the fragility mm -hmm. of planet earth, right? We have a lot of resilience, but the more we push against the rhythm, you know, what we see happen in the human body with that is you end up with adrenaline addiction. That's one of the first signs that you're pushing against the rhythm, you're wired and tired. For some people, that means they can't lose the weight, right? They're carrying the extra, mm -hmm. that last extra 10 pounds because mm -hmm. their body won't let go. Why? Because it's holding on. It's holding on for dear life, mm -hmm. right? So this pushing against the rhythm is so normal now that we don't know that it's irregular. We don't know that we're arrhythmic. Wow. So in the type of medicine that I practice and study, it's your achroma. When you're arrhythmic, you're actually out of sequence. Wow. You're not able to experience deeper flow. You're not able to experience like the ride of life or the fluidity of the day. And you're then not able to respond to the spontaneity of opportunity. So yeah. there's a lot at stake, especially for entrepreneurs that are just in this like more pushing and aggressive cycle rather than finding the deeper rhythm and the cycles that are part of that. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. No, there's no right or wrong answer. I love all that. We learn through iterations. So I just love, because some people are so focused on getting things done that they don't recognize that, well, you got to finish it, reflect, and then go again. And that iteration is where all the learning is, or, you know, even the yeah. results come, you know, it's people don't realize that like uh, my, my biggest thing, I know I say work or twice a day, but I, I had to learn the hard way in my youth that rest is rest. Silence is part of music as much as noise is, and rest yeah. is too. Now, how do we balance that with our sedentary society you know like the, anyways but i just love you keep mentioning cycles and i wanted to point that out to people that there's a flow like this you know i'm, I'm in a Taoism, so it, yeah i really like everything that you just had to say so okay so some of the biggest mistakes is that they don't have a results-based process they're doling out they're trying to just like bottom price into the market thinking being the cheapest is somehow going to give them an advantage they're not necessarily being confident enough to say this is what it's going to take to get results and price accordingly for that, as well as price so that way they have wiggle room to grow. Some people are- And package, I just want to emphasize, and package to results, right? So it's not just pricing to results, it's packaging right. to results. Package results. Yeah, so say someone comes to me with, and they need to lose, you know, I mean, I actually, two people in the Yogi Detox right before this call, one is a heroin addict, and the other one needs to lose about 40, 50 pounds, right? right? Like, if I don't have them for a year, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. There's nothing yeah. I can do. Yeah. I promise. Like, yeah. it'll just be another experience. I'll yeah. take someone's money. They'll have an experience. It will be somewhat good, but it's not going to, we're not going to stabilize at yeah. a higher level. And I'm yeah, looking yeah, yeah. for life, life changing results where their life yeah. changes as yeah. a result of meeting me. That's my measure. So that's what I teach others. It's like, 
That's the business model. If you're in health and wellness, that's the business model. You have to have right. life-changing results. So package to that. Once you package to it, you have to price to it. Once you price to it, now you have to have the right enrollment model. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. So what do you feel holds a lot of people back? Their habits. Their habits. Conventional okay. habits. Okay. So conventional habits right now are basically like try to pack in too much and do a day. Right. Stay up too late doing something on a screen. Right. Get yep. subpar sleep so you're not hitting delta and theta brainwave states. Wake yep. up and you're already behind because you didn't reset your rhythm. Yep. And then, you know, see what happens because you're already behind. You have a momentum that's, up that's on degenerative. Got to load up yeah. on stimulants to keep it, keep them, keep floating through. Yeah. Yeah. And then do things that make you feel good in the short term as opposed to, you know, right. good in the long term. So to me, right. that's, and everyone, you know, everyone who resonates with that, it's like, there's a feeling deep down that you're out of integrity. And we all have that. Like we all have that at our edge compared mm -hmm. to our edge. We all feel like we're a little bit out of integrity and that's the intelligence of the physiology. Mm -hmm. So in Ayurvedic medicine, like the first principle is like, what's working for you? What's not working for you? Integrate that, integrate that, learn from that, apply it today. So it's just that. And to your point, that requires reflection. Like you have to stop and feel and reflect and get closure on what you just did and how that worked out to yeah. decide whether to do more of it or not. Yeah. And that's true in business to your point too. It's like, if we're not allowing members of our team to reflect, as well, what's working or what's not working. If it's all just like whirlwind, right? Whirlwind, 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 then we're missing, we're missing out. Oh, hundred percent. I love this. Now, this is actually my next question. So it just led up perfectly, but I'm gonna ask, you've already talked about this a little bit. I'm gonna ask you pointedly, what habits do you feel have helped you on your path to success? Mm. Well, business-wise or personal health-wise or? Are they really separate? I think, I mean, yeah, I think so. I think in business, really having a quarterly, having the quarterly strategic planning rhythm was crucial. Like actually, you know, taking that time because it's a, such a chunk of time. And when you're paying people to do things, you know, it's like, well, we're not doing business as usual when we're doing strat plans. I mean, last, we were a little behind on this, this last cycle, but me and my integrator, we put 14 hours in last week with our head of marketing. Like all that time did not go to producing marketing content. All that right. time went to what is our strategy yeah. and how do we need to learn what we, like what really worked and what really didn't work and what we're leveraging yeah. and what's the opportunity and what's a weakness that's got to become a strength or, cause we don't want to have the same conversation again, yeah. you know, in three months and let's, let's take the time and let's be super honest about this so that we do it right. You know, mm -hmm. and that is team building because some people won't share and won't speak up and you need to nurture that. So that's huge. On a personal health level, intermittent fasting has made, I would say, really? like to me, that's just, it's just the number one habit humans need to have in order to be able to sleep well, to focus well, in order to digest inflammation rather than generate mm. inflammation. And we live in a culture of inflammation globally right now. Like mm. if you open any news app, any popular news app, you're going to get a barrage of, of negative information. Yep. 
right? That's really different than even, you know, 100, 200 years ago, if you didn't live downtown where you get a newspaper, you'd wake up and you'd notice the stars. Yeah. And then you'd notice the sun rising and you'd hear the birds and you'd be outside or walk outside in order to pee, yeah. right? So you were naturally brought into nature's rhythm. And we don't get that. And humans have always had that until mm -hmm. really recently. And the studies are in like the how this is impacting oh, yeah. humans, like the more disconnected you are from nature, the more inflammation you have and the more it's it's actually degenerating your brain. It's there's mm. neurodegeneration and it. And a lot of that's also happening from urbanization and the loss mm -hmm. of microbiome. So people who live in urban cultures just have a lot less access to dirt and birds and bees and dogs yeah. licking them and like the whole thing that actually rewilds your physiology and wakes up your, you know, your body's ability or your microbiome's ability to produce serotonin, which keeps your brain in balance. So, mm. you know, mm. the, the more we can intermittent fast, it gives basically your microbiome a chance to produce good bacteria and it starves out bad bacteria. So it's like one of the simplest habits anyone can do anywhere it doesn't cost any money even children can do it yeah even pregnant women now. can do it we have her fast from when she goes to bed till one in the afternoon 12 12 30 we let her off a little early she's three during four but it's not hard it, it we're doing it to teach her the discipline and i tell her it's to help learn to control your mind and also to help appreciate food because if you just because she used to eat anything and everything and then we came back to the philippines and now she's seeing grandma and grandpa all the time and they just stuff her full of sugar. Yep. And, you know, and now she doesn't want to eat meals sometimes and stuff. And it's like, hey, we have to learn to appreciate this. And, you know, even when we do get her to sit down, she's not necessarily eating. And it's like, okay, well, if you have a period of time without food, we put that food down, you're going to eat it. And it's, it's not to be cruel in any way, but we explained to her, like, this is, it's about appreciating what we have. It's about learning to control your mind. And it's understanding that we need to eat healthy first and then you can have a couple of snacks. Okay. That's okay. But you got to, you know, got to do your homework first type thing. Got to eat the healthy food first. I love it. Sorry. I'm loving this. This is good. I feel like. No, that's good. I just want to emphasize what you said. Cause so many, so many people don't understand this. It's like, it's not only to strengthen her mind and willpower, but really it's to strengthen her physiology. So she craves nutrition. Right. Cause right now she's craving junk and kids are trained to crave junk. We're not naturally. Yeah born that way unless in utero we were fed junk i can't believe how many obese kids there are like i just can't it blows it my starts mind. in utero it starts yeah. in utero there's okay. insulin resistance has now been tracked to start in utero it's so scary and it's so wow. sad and that's why i include pregnant women in intermittent fasting and a lot of people aren't willing to talk about this people right. hearing this are going to be like what but we overfeed pregnant women and totally. it starts the inflammation totally. cycle in utero when i was in japan I lived in Tokyo for three years and I had pregnant friends that got scolded by their doctors for eating too much. Yeah, and you overgrow your baby shock. in utero, your C-section likelihood goes way up. But the other thing is like right now, 30% of children in the United States are on medication for chronic inflammation. That pattern started in utero. It, they didn't have a chance. They never that's had so, a chance. That's so sick. I feel like this is just my opinion. I feel like there's a partnership between like big pharma and big food companies where they just oh, pass people back yeah. and forth. Yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll get them sick and then you patch them up and then they go back and then we get them sick again and you patch them up and we just keep them in this little machine where we just 
you know, milk them for all the money that they're worth. It's not complicated. One of the best things that helped me with nutrition was if it has a food label, it's not food. There's no food label, nutrition label on the chicken, <laughs> on the celery, on the broccoli. If it has a food label, it's not food. And as soon as you take that into account, you're like, wow, that's it's a big step in the right direction. Yeah, I love you it. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. So where do you see the future of this going? in terms of how is business evolving and changing? You talked about you started digitally early. Is that, is, do you see digital as the future? Everyone's got to be online. How do you see the future of business evolving? How do you see the future of health? Can you speak to that a little bit? Mm. Well, sure. I mean, those are big, big questions. <laughs> yeah. just, I'll, take a, I'll take a piece of one of them. What I see is, a, is really a, a pulling apart of culture where you know, mm. the healthier are getting a lot healthier yeah. and the unhealthy are getting a lot unhealthier and the, the unhealthy are increasingly commoditized as consumers. And it's expensive. It's expensive to be unhealthy. I mean, right now in the United States and, and the reason I mean, I'm an American, but it's also where the, I just have noticed there's just a lot of good research and numbers and it's easier to pull. But in the United States, 85 cents of every healthcare dollar is spent on chronic inflammation, but it's not, but it's not curative to the chronic inflammation because the only um, thing that can cure chronic inflammation is diet and lifestyle. Right. Like the intermittent fasting, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's just yeah. spent and it's expensive, but it's also energetically expensive to feel like crap. Yeah. Right. And you lowering your potential, you're lowering your neuroplasticity. So it's harder to learn. And I know in business, you know, like a lot of people listening here, it's, it can be really hard to make these changes on your own because you're busy and you yeah. are an adrenaline addiction and yeah. there is a lot going on and you have to, you know, you have paychecks to pay. Like it's real. I get and it. You have to learn. You have to learn this stuff. It's not, it's, you know, you get what I'm saying? Like you, you got to read the books or you got to do the trial and error if you don't have a mentor or a coach. Yeah. And that to me is like, that's always your best investment is always invest. And that's why like body thrive, it's $5,000. It's people's best investment. Like we never have refunds ever, ever. Right. Cause people are like, that changed my life. That was the best investment. Cause we know, we know what it's going to take for you to, to really get into a deeper rhythm where you have deep focus and plenty of energy and you feel like you're like going downstream instead of yeah. paddling upstream. And that's how your body is designed is you're designed for anti-aging. You're not designed for accelerated aging. Yeah. So what I see in terms of, you know, the problem with the direction of big business and pharmaceuticals and healthcare is they're just creating more and more tailorized, like tailored specific drugs for specific imbalances. And they're not, they don't need to test against diet and lifestyle changes. Right. So that just really sucks, right? Because any any new drug that comes out, it doesn't matter if it's for your heart med or for your autoimmune disease or for your immunotherapy with cancer, that drug has not been tested against intermittent fasting. Right, right. It's not tested against something that you actually would take you more out of the consumer marketplace. Yeah. So the smart people are getting smarter and the smart people's kids, like your kid, will get smarter because you're not feeding her sugar and you're not overfeeding her and you're letting her body have a fasting rhythm. So like my 14 year old craves real food. She doesn't crave crap, right? And that's what yeah. happens. It's like the really different teenager, really different focus, really different opportunities, really different potential. Yeah. In terms of like online, offline and business, I mean, what I, I know we've always had hybrid because we know that if you meet, if you can meet up in person, you accelerate yeah. growth, you know, and that's true for online teams. It's true for, for us with our customers. We know when we get a group of our members together, massive acceleration towards results. It happens every time. So I don't see 
you know, I look at synchronistic and asynchronistic of like, what do we need to be doing together? We need to be connecting, we need to be interacting. So anything that's for us with coaching, like that's all interactive and, and dynamic. Anything that's like, you need to learn a lesson here. Do you wanna learn how your adipose tissue works and how that regulates your immune function and your inflammation and anti-inflammation response? That's a lesson. You can do that on your own time. Here's a 20 minute video, get up to yeah. speed. Look at these pictures because we're all looking at these same pictures. So we use a lot of visual communication to get people mm -hmm. on the same page with what we're talking about. Then when we're dynamic and interactive, we have the same baseline. And I, I don't see a way around those two things. Like I don't see an evolution out of that. I just see, you know, more people using using that in a more intelligent way, including you know, how it filters down to my kids' education, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm always asking her, like, what's synchronistic, what's asynchronistic? Like, what can you do on your own? How can you be more and more in control of your own time towards the results that you want to get? And she's 14, and, like, this winter, she did homeschool, so she and her best friend could ski. And my kid's not a great skier. We live at the base of a ski hill. My husband and I are great <laughs> skiers. Like, this is a problem in our life. Uh, and she, you know, she caught up because she took control of her time and she hung out with her friend and she put in, I don't know, 60 days on the ski hill and now she's just crushing. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. That's so yeah. awesome. And that sense of being able to develop a skill is so valuable, you know? So and, valuable. And, yeah. And right? connection to the real world, time and nature, skiing's good. Skiing's, yeah. Yeah. Totally a privilege that I, I love it. So this has been fantastic. There's so much to unpack here. I think people listening probably might want to listen to this a couple of times. I don't think you can separate business and health. A lot of my listeners that listen often know I spent almost 50 grand to hire seven researchers slash research teams to go through all the journals, to try to figure out what are the critical success factors in business for small and medium-sized business. And we, we took a look and we basically did like a systematic review of systematic reviews a meta-analysis of a meta-analysis. And we found that there were eight critical success factors. I like call them critical success habits. And the one that it, people always say, like, what's the one to rule them all? It's self-efficacy. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's all the health and lifestyle things that you're talking about. Because if you can't focus, if you've brain fog, if you have low energy, if you can't run down the street without running out of breath, that's the energy you bring to your business life, to your partnerships, to those yeah. meetings, those engagements. If you can run 10 kilometers without batting an eye, you bring that energy to every day, to every meeting, to every problem you have in your business. You know, like you said, you have less sick time, you have less sick days, right? I, I, when I grew up in Kingston, Ontario, in Canada, we had the second, the largest, used to be the largest, but now the second largest military base in the country. And even if you're a civilian and you work for them, you get paid an extra hour every day. If you check in to the field house gym, they have a big gym there with a wave pool and an indoor track and martial arts rooms. And even if you're a civilian, you can get an extra hour per day paid just by going to the gym, they'll pay you for it because they have all the stats that you'll be more resilient. You'll be more emotionally stable. You'll have less sick days. You'll be more productive, like all these things. So I was really impressed when I saw that. And then even you talking about, you know, like how in your business, you have to have that energy. You have to have the resilience. You, you are the one that's carrying it all. You have to be able to think clearly and collaborate and, and, you know, and emotionally just be together. And a lot of that is brought by your health and well-being. If you're, you know, your body is a reflection in some ways of your mental state in some aspects, you know? I mean, you're probably more of an expert to speak to that than I am. But anyways, I don't want to get off my soapbox. I just wanted to emphasize the people. Well, that I'll, I'll just highlight that because there's a basic principle in, in Eastern medicine. It really doesn't matter which one you pick. And it's that 
you know, energy moves from subtle to gross. Mm. Right. And so like anything that's happening in the mind, anything that's happening in your energy, anything that's happening in your emotional body will have a physical manifestation down the road. And Western medicine does not, allopathy does not have that baseline understanding. It doesn't have subtle body anatomy either. So it's like, it's missing a few chunks that have been well-established. I mean, and you can go back to Greek medicine as well. It's just anything that was actually energetic, there is a deeper understanding of, of that. So yeah, it's, I would say what I'm hearing in this show today, Daryl, is this just this big call out for for us, all of us as entrepreneurs to realize that like we, ha- we have chosen a life of a lot of responsibility to our customers, to our teams. And if we're not in integrity and alignment in ourselves, in our own energy, in our own mind, in our own emotions, then it's going to have a deleterious mm-hmm. effect on our businesses because that's mm-hmm. even more downstream of, of subtle to gross. I agree. I agree. hundred percent. Everyone listening to this, definitely go check out her book, Wild Habits. It's Kate, C-A-T-E, Stillman, S-T-I-L-L-M-A-N. Kate, this was so fantastic. Was there anything I didn't ask you or I should have asked you? I don't think so. I mean, I, I can I invite people to do a free yeah. session? Yeah. So yeah. if anyone wants to, to be in deeper integrity with your body, you can have a free body goal session on me. You just go to yogahealer.com forward slash body dash goals and you'll have a deep dive conversation that helps you see what your body goals are and if there's a way we can help you we'll let you know how so that's yogahealer.com forward slash body dash goals yep it's about a half hour conversation and i promise it'll be worth your while yeah go check it out health is wealth i mean everything stands on that you know we all i mean this is where i'm at my birthday's coming up the time of this recording i'm going to be 39 and this used to be old age this used to be old age right right? like if you go back to the early 1900s 35 was like you're an old man old woman and i'm pushing for 300 and i'm trying to you know a lot of people don't realize that like i'm really aware that part of why we're getting so much every day is I got to keep my energy levels up because otherwise my productive life is is nearing an end I mean not I don't want to make it sound doomsday but you know I'm I'm OCD a little bit where I'm like a small tear means the whole shirt's gonna rip you know so I'm kind of like I gotta jump on (laughs) well I think what's interesting to know too is 2,000 years ago Roman Empire but also in India lifespans were actually longer so they were more towards 70 and the yogis are more towards 100 or 100 plus so a lot of what we're seeing in, in that is like just diseases of industrial revolution and then in more modern times, diseases of chronic inflammation. Good, because I'm not following that. And <laughs> just to throw in there a little Easter egg for anyone, check out the Sumerian kings list. They lived thousands of years. Sumerian mm. is the first civilization that we have in our archaeological record. And they've lived thousands of years. I mean, even Noah apparently was over 300, but that's a story in a book. We have like, tablets from dug out from the earth lists of kings and proof of, of it's just it's it's very fascinating so so i'm mm-hmm. i'm gonna be the first human one of the first to make it to 300 that's my goal so anyways all right, go check out yogahealer.com forward slash body dash goals go check out her book wild habit where it's where is it available it's, it's everywhere is it's not it, out yet it's, it'll be out uh may 15th oh well okay it'll, it'll, you can, it'll be a, go get it Go get it, everybody. It's going to be everywhere. Just go Google it. Habits. I'm a huge fan of habits. Anything you can do to change a habit, even one habit will have an exponential impact on where you end up. I mean, it's just, just 
it's just just math. I don't have time, but look up penny a day doubled or a million dollars up front. You know, penny a day doubled for 30 days equals five million dollars and a million dollars, just a million dollars. So it's the whole compound, compound out our importance. All right, Kate, appreciate you. This was so much fun. I would love to have you back. And just thank you so much for your time and sharing with everyone here. It's been fantastic. Oh, thanks, Daryl. And just wishing entrepreneurs out there the best because it, it is hard and, and the resilience required relies on your body. So take care mm -hmm. of you.